The Striker Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure to grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And lastly, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. The NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of this week, so make sure to get your entry in for a free shot at winning $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. Download the app today. And just like that, the first episode of the Striker podcast. Now, I know what you guys are wondering. About that action had a little name change. All right, we changed it to Tap In, Tap Out. We're changing the name again, and you're probably wondering why is Mark the one doing all the intros? Why is there no intro music? Why is there nothing of the sorts? And that's because Kyle's out of town today, all right? He couldn't make it. He's not as dedicated as I am. So I'm sitting here. I don't know how to do any of this technology shit. I probably should have learned it when Kyle said, hey, you want me to teach you how to do all this stuff? I said no, so uh, I'm figuring out here. Don't know how to do any of that, so we got no special sound effects today. But we do have a special guest filling in for the famous Kyle Watnell, and that's the even may, even more famous, excuse me, Matthew Deemer, who was many uh, longtime fans remember a, a guest previously on the About That Action show. We, we covered football with him, a professional sports betting capper, as they call it, a guy who makes his living full-time betting on sports. So if you don't want to listen to Kyle and I's opinions, uh, you're for sure going to want to listen to this guy, Matthew Deemer, or Matt as we call him. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. I'm pretty excited. Um, let's get to, you know, talking about soccer. The enthusiasm is just pouring out of this yeah. guy as he sits here with headphones and no shirt and a towel wrapped around his shoulder. I don't, Freshly I don't know. showered. <laughs> Freshly showered. <laughs> we are clean and we are ready to make our picks. But before we do that, I'm just going to recap what happened to me last week. And Matt, you can laugh at me all you want here. I started out hot. I was like, Seven and zero. Yeah, and we had this new thing where you had to, uh, what's it called, tally site, where they they uh, track your bets and it like ranks who's doing best. I was number one. Mark Glass for a little bit. Number one for the first seven games. <laughs> for the first seven. Games. And then five games ended up uh, not going my way. But uh, Russia beat Finland. Wales beat Turkey. Italy beat Switzerland. Ukraine beat Macedonia. Belgium beat Denmark. The Netherlands beat Austria. And Sweden beat Slovakia. I got all of those picks right. Then what I got wrong was uh, Croatia tying the Czech Republic. England tying Scotland, a match we watched amongst a uh, group of rowdy British fans, which is partially why my voice is a little bit rowdy, yeah. i got to say. <laughs> it was fantastic. And then we had Hungary tying France this morning. Uh, I slept through that. We had a long night, and Germany beat Portugal. I missed the first half of that one for the same reasons. Oh, and Spain tied Poland as well. Spain is just an absolute disaster. But overall, we still cashed out at a plus $170. So it's, it's no Matt Deemer money, uh, but $170 to, start a, to go into a Saturday night is never – something you want to complain about. And then we basically broke even. I had $40 uh, that was won on the first round. So tournament total, we're up 210 I know that's chump change for you. How's the tournament looking for you betting-wise? You don't yeah, have to that, give an actual number, but yeah, I'm assuming yeah. you're in the positive as always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the positive, um, you know, first-round games, I would say all went, you know, according to plan. Um, but the third-round games um, are always the trickiest because, you know, some teams don't have things to play for and some do. 
Yeah, so they switch up their styles, you know? And some teams have already gone through also. So, like, you have some teams like Italy, and I think the Netherlands are already clinched first in their group, so it's like you don't even know what they're going to give you. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to hop right into this. We'll start with one of those teams that's already clinched a spot into the next round. That's the Italians. I think they looked like the best team in the tournament so far. I don't know if you agree with that. Uh, I would probably go with Belgium, but Italy's up there. They're they're in my top three. Okay, I was going to hold that first half against Denmark against Belgium because that was just an absolute disaster. But hey, Kevin De Bruyne yeah, coming back. You need and, Kevin on the field. Yeah, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin's a good player. Kevin's a good player. He didn't know. But Italy's taking on Wales. Italy's sitting in first place in the group. Like we said, I already clinched the spot uh, with six points. Wales is behind them with four points. So if Wales were to win this match, uh, they would go through in first place in this group. What do you think is going to unfold in this match here? The line is Italy at minus 175 favorite and Wales a plus 550 underdog. Yep, yep. Um, I, I think both teams score, um, and I think Italy wins it 2-1. You know, I don't really struggle with them coming out and being lazy. Like, I think even though they have it booked, they want to they wanna finish the group in first um, and not let Wales have a chance here. So I do think Wales put up a goal, but I think Italy wins the game 2-1. Are you going to actually bet that scoreline? I did Italy to win and over two and a half goals. What's that cash out at? Do we know? Uh, I think it was plus 360 or something. Yeah, see, we're so disorganized when Kyle's not here. Kyle's always like, let them know what the money amount cashes out at. I don't I don't know. You, you guys can look me, for yourself. If you give but, me. But we're saying, uh, while you look at that, so yeah. he's, he's saying plus uh, plus two and a half goals scored on that was, was the call? Uh, Italy to win and over two and a half goals. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I was just going to take Italy on the money line because, like I said, this is one of those matches where, yeah, Italy's through, but they do have stuff to play for. And I mean, they're just so deep. Like, Wales is a team that they are all over the place. They have some players that are world class and some players that honestly, like, don't really have any business even being at the tournament, in my opinion. And so it's kind of a weird balance. So I think Italy has enough to go through. I think minus 175 is actually a good price line. Moving on to the next game that uh, is going to count for much less in this group Switzerland. Plus, plus 330. Plus 330. There you yeah. go, folks. Plus 330 for Matt Deemer uh, for Italy to win, plus two and a half goals. Switzerland take on Turkey in the next game there. That's uh, Switzerland sitting in third in this group with one point. Turkey, they're done and dusted. I'm personally going to take Switzerland to win here at minus 150 because they've got everything to play for against Turkey who has nothing. And Turkey, like we've watched these games, they've been playing a super defensive style, right? But there's like no need for them to do that at this point. This match is almost just like a culmination of, hey, we qualified for the tournament. We didn't do well. We might as well just let's just send the boys forward and let's go get three points here because I mean, maybe in a very rare opportunity you get into third and you get one of the third place spots, probably not likely for them, but there's no reason for them to be sitting back and defending like they did in the first two games. No, and their defending strategy led them to minus five goal differential, so something something isn't going great for Turkey. I think Switzerland also win um, 2-0 is what I'm, what I'm feeling. Um, and yeah, Switzerland says has a lot to play for, and they're probably thinking that Italy beats up on Wales, and they're trying to sneak in there. So, um, yeah, yeah, Turkey been playing. They've been playing four at the back, which I think is weird. I thought they'd play five at the back because their three best players are, are center backs. They got Demerol, Kabak, and uh, Soyuncu, and they're just like, all right, Kabak, you're just not gonna play. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pack it in the back, but we're only gonna keep four guys back there, which. Doesn't make sense to me. Nope. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, there's not a whole lot to speak about on that game. So we're going to take Switzerland over there. This is an interesting game here, the next one. And it doesn't look interesting on paper, but it's North Macedonia, plus 750. Uh, they are the underdogs, of course, against Holland, who have just absolutely run through Group C so far. Uh, they're a minus 290 favorite. But here's a prop that I found, my first prop of the day. Holland's shutout win is plus money, plus 125. 
What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, you know, the Netherlands have at home and, and have looked really good. Um, and Macedonia, again, is just a team that has absolutely nothing to play for. I just went with Netherlands winning at minus 290. Um, but that is a wild prop bet for yeah. that to even be out there. They scored in both their matches. They scored against Austria and Ukraine. Netherlands is a team that has already won their group because the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. So even if Ukraine or Austria, if one of those teams wins when they play each other, even if they tie Netherlands on points, Netherlands have them in the head-to-head. So the only thing I could see there is Netherlands resting literally everybody. But even then, I've liked the Netherlands defense so far. I was, there was that five-minute period against Ukraine. Yep. Otherwise, I mean, they've looked pretty airtight to me. I would love to fade North Macedonia one last time before we wish them well and probably never see them in a major tournament again. You know, Goran Pondev retirement party. So I'm going to take Holland to win with a shutout, and that's plus money right there, plus 125. I like that. All right, sweet. We're going to move on to the next game in the group. This is probably the first interesting game tactically. Ukraine taking on Austria. Both teams, I mean, wow, I'm looking at this. They're dead even. They're both one win, one loss. And uh, the goal difference is zero for both of them. Correct. So they're sitting at three points. Winner of this match goes through. A draw, I believe the next... Oh, their goals for and goals against is, is literally the same. If they tie, we could be looking at a coin flip. That's how it works. It goes head-to-head, goals for... Or head-to-head, goal difference, goals for, goals against. If that's all even, then they literally flip a coin Yep. to go through, Yep. which would be insane. And I think... That four points, either the second, they'll probably either both go through those still at four points. Yeah, that's fair. There are there are a few third place spots yeah. here. Yeah. What I'm wondering is like, I feel like Austria hasn't looked very good in this tournament. Do you, I feel like I feel like these teams? Maybe you feel like your best chance. <laughs> I know you have a coaching background. Like Demer, Demer does some coaching. You, you've never had an opportunity where you said, "Let's just play for the coin flip," right? Where it's like you're playing against a team that is pretty even with you. In what situation for you as a coach would you ever look and say, I'd, ra- I'd, I'd be fine with flipping a coin instead of playing out this match? Yeah, never. Uh, never. Um, and I, I don't think Austria has lived up to what I think they were going to do so far. So that's been uh, frustrating. But I picked them to win. Uh, plus 280, Austria just goes. And I think they, they grind out a result. I like a draw here. Their draw is at minus money. Like, they're more likely to draw? I must have written that down wrong. Yeah, you did. Draw minus 110 is what I have written here. This is why I need Kyle on the show. Kyle. No, no, that's right. Oh, I did get it right. Yeah. I Personally, I've never seen a draw as the most likely outcome. Maybe they talk to each other. <laughs> maybe That that could be a reason. That like would be so sick, The coaches so sick, maybe though. said, like, let's just rest our legs. Four points. We're probably both going to go through. Let's if not, we'll flip a coin. We'll flip a coin. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I could absolutely not fathom that. I, I don't think I don't think I've ever seen that in a major tournament. I remember in the World Cup in 2018. I want to say it was uh, it was in the group. It was it was uh, I think it was Korea maybe, and like one of the African teams were so close that the tiebreaker was going to be yellow cards, and then it went to a, and then it was going to be a coin flip after that. Like I don't know if the Euros do that here, but. Yeah. Either way, that that would be incredible. I am going to take the draw at minus one ten. I think these teams, regardless, are just so evenly matched, and I feel like it's a case where neither team has enough firepower to overcome like the defensive structure of the other team. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. I'm gonna stick with Austria. All right, as long gonna... as they go onto the field, 
If Austria shows up, they're yeah, going to win it yeah, plus if 280. They, if they decide to play the game. This is the longest amount of time I think I ever would have spoken about either of these two nations in any facet of my life, like yeah. whether that's soccer or world wars. I think, uh, yeah, so let's let's move on from that. we got Finland in the next match. They're taking on Belgium. Finland, maybe, uh, I, I would say they were probably one of the like, three worst teams in this tournament, but they did get a win in their first match. So, I mean, they're in this right now. They're taking on Belgium, who many people say are the best team in this tournament. Had a rocky start. We we spoke about it a little bit earlier uh, against Denmark. That first half, I mean, I took Belgium at plus money in that game, and I was thinking like, what do the like what do the bookies know that we don't know? Because Belgium came out in their first match against Russia, had a great all around performance. Yep. Denmark had a dreadful performance against Finland, lost their best player Christian Eriksen, thankfully doing a lot better these days apparently. Yep. Yet Belgium was plus money there, and they came out and they looked horrible, and they were down one nil. Yep. And like we said, Kevin De Bruyne got subbed on. Not a bad player to have coming off the bench. And no. he took matters into his own hand. They won the game there. Uh, so how do we see this match playing out here? I feel like this is an opportunity maybe for some props because, I mean, this is the best team in the group in Belgium uh, sitting at six points here. And they're already clear of Russia, that's for sure. So a win here puts them through and a draw puts them through as well. Uh, what do we see here against this, this Finnish uh, underdog team? Do you think they're going to run up the score here or do you think it's going to be a more conservative game? Uh, I think Belgium kind of plays with a, a swagger to them, um, and I think that will lead to a dominating performance. Um, the farther this, the longer this tournament goes, I think the better form they'll get into. Um, so I don't think they'll let off at all. I think potentially three zero is what I'm looking at, but I think they they walk all over them. Um, but yeah, yeah. I guess for me, like it's interesting when you go into these kind of games where Belgium is like they're cruising at this point and they're playing against the weakest team that has a lot to play for. Yeah. Finland's well and truly in it, obviously. Yeah. It kind of creates an interesting dynamic, but I almost wonder if that comes back to that. I think that comes back to bite them because Finland are going to say like, Hey, like if we get a win here or if we get any point, like we're going to go for it. I wonder if that, you know, what's the word? It's not overconfidence, but that belief that they can get something out of this. Then you look at the Belgium, like world-class lineup, they're just going to overpower them and get through. Yeah. Finland sitting there saying, how long can we go without conceding? Yeah, and I mean, they've done decent so far. So, I mean, props to them. I feel like I don't see them going through, though, to be honest. Uh, but let's talk about a, a very interesting matchup here. We were at the England versus Scotland match. Let me just, let's, just, let's just give them the, the breakdown of that. We went to, uh, went to a bar down in San Diego, and there are a bunch of British people in the back that you knew yes, from down here. Yes. I knew a couple of them. You, you knew them mostly. And these people were just going absolutely wild. The, very common. For what was actually a pretty boring game. Yes. Ending 0-0. That was maybe like the best 0-0 I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. Wild chances. Um, either team could have scored probably two or three goals. The fans were loving it. Chance, singing, dancing. Beers were going on. Beers were And there was, there was literally one waitress for a group yeah. of like 30 people. I felt yeah. so bad Gabby. for yeah, Gabby. Gabby in San Diego, yeah. if you're listening to this episode. <laughs> you crushed it. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely killed it. I, I hope the lads tipped you well. And we met a guy who, uh, he lost his finger. He lost his finger at the um, the 2006 World Cup. People might remember David Beckham had like the classic free kick against, was it Ecuador or Venezuela? One of those two. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. He had like this insane, it was it was that game. He was going, there he's, he was going to a watch party, he said. <laughs> And it was a five-pound entry. It was in the UK. Five pounds at the time was like six bucks. 
and they were like, no, we don't want to pay the entry. So he tried to hop a fence, and he was wearing a ring on his middle finger. It got caught in the fence and literally ripped his finger off. Chills. Yeah. Chills. <laughs> Maybe next time he paid six bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and that, the best part of the whole thing was that he said, so then he gets rushed to the, or not rushed, but he, he goes to the hospital in the emergency room because, like, there was an England match that day. It was just full of drunk English guys, like, wearing England, the white England jerseys just covered in blood because they've been getting in fights <laughs> and stuff. fighting each other. He walks in with no finger. Poor guy. But anyways, Croatia, they're going to take on Scotland, who are coming off the high. You have to say that's a high for Scotland to get a 0-0 result against England in that that situation like Scotland played them pretty well and they've been uh rewarded for that Croatia coming in at plus money I guess is more reward for us because I'm going to take Croatia at plus 130 against Scotland plus 195 and this group this group's wide open and what's interesting about this one too is that a lot of people are talking about quote-unquote tanking to get second place here in order to avoid the uh group of death yep. they run her up for the runner-up from group f which is going to be France Germany or Portugal unless Hungary can you know, pull something off. They're, they're hanging in there. Um, so what do we see happening in this match? Croatia and Scotland both sitting on one point here in third and fourth place. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I think a draw is the most like likely, but I, I feel that this game, um, the longer it goes, they're both going to push because a draw doesn't do anything for either of them because it'll get them both to two points. So I think it does keep going, and there will be a lot of goals. I think some terrible defending and like a – 3-2 Croatia win. Yeah, I almost wonder, like, if Scot- I, Scotland, for me, the, I feel like the big problem for them, we were saying, like, they're a country that, like, you know the Scottish people really well. I had a Scottish coach growing up for, like, several years. They just, they just a center back culture, and they've yep. got no center backs. No center backs. And they've got their best players, Scott McTominay, in my opinion. He's the center defensive mid, the engine of the team. He's got to play center back. There's, there's got to be some guy in that country. Just put anyone. Put you can put you there. Just get a citizenship and put yeah. put Matt back at center back. Just get Scott into the midfield. I feel like they have to do something there. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a change that'll probably come. And uh, yeah, with that coming, usually means whoever's replacing him at center back is not well liked, and he'll probably give up some goals. Yeah, so that's a goal fest in my mind. It's also just so hard to change the tactics in this in this kind of environment yeah. too. And like it's even it, even money for uh, over two and a half. So I think I'm, that that'll be my only bet for that game because. I have no idea. So you're seeing goals. Yeah, I'm going Croatia on. just haven't looked like they were going to score goals. No, no, but I like a tie doesn't do anything for either team, and I think when that happens, it's all about attacking. And so I'm going to take Croatia at the plus money. I just feel like that's a value pick. Like Croatia is such a better team than Scotland. They've underperformed, obviously, but I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like they're bound to get get this win here. Something I do want to point out: we watched Croatia, or we watched Croatia against Czech Republic the morning right before we went to the England Scotland game. I don't know if any other fans caught this. I was livid. You were, you were <laughs> I, angry. I've never been so mad at a, a game that means nothing to me. Okay, well, I did have Croatia to win the match, so that's probably part of it. But I don't know if fans noticed, but they added three minutes of extra time, stoppage time, at the end of the game, right? About the 92nd minute mark, Croatia get a corner kick. They play it into the box. It bounces around. It comes out to the edge of the box. Croatia have possession of the ball. Their player goes to pass it out wide to a wide open player. And mind you, everyone's in the box because it had just been a corner. He's about to cross the ball. There's 40 seconds left, right? It's a minimum of three minutes added. The clock's at 92.40. 92.39 to be precise. The ref ends the game. I couldn't believe that. Clear possession in the opponent's 18-yard box. 
I've never seen it. Go back and look at that if you have the capability. Because And, like, the player he was passing the ball to to make the cross, no one within a seven-yard radius of this guy. It's a free cross into the box. Yeah. He ends the game. And the announcers were just like, oh, and that's the game. I was like, that's the game? It's not the game. There's still 20 seconds left. We, we saw games this tournament that have gone like 30 seconds to a minute over. Yeah. This one went under. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I just ha- I just had to get that off my chest. Just, yeah. I'm I'm absolutely not over it, just just for the record. But, I mean, to sum that one up, I'm going to take Croatia at plus 130. And you're going to remind us your bet. You're going to take plus two and a half goals? Yeah, over two and a half goals is even right now. Even money. Even money. Not a bad bet on that one i do have to go into the ad breaks which i really hate fucking doing especially when i got a guest here i'm not gonna make you read these ad breaks but someone's got to pay for the show when kyle's gone so i am gonna remind you guys this episode is brought to you by win bet bring you the action of real sports betting with the win las vegas you've been to the win at las vegas i have not been to the win okay well now you got an excuse to go here we gotta yeah. check out the win get gotta, check go, out the gotta go to win vegas. las vegas because apparently they've got generous promos odds parlays happening right now at win bet just get started today you'll receive a special offer up to $500 risk-free sports bet terms and conditions apply get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today you will be happy to know Matt all right I'm not going to make you read this but you can participate here we're sponsored by Coors Light wow I know you're a Coors Light guy love beer we li- <laughs> we lived <laughs> together for a couple years the 8 a.m. Coors Lights at some point we got to get up for a 6 a.m. game with Coors Light yeah we didn't yeah. do it last night was a long night he, you yeah. fell asleep sideways on your bed with all things on. Shoes. Literally all of the things. <laughs> including your phone. His phone was just... His, I walk in. This man's fully clothed. Pants, sweatshirt, shoes. Sideways on the bed. Like, not on the pillow. Like, he was like the wrong... Like, he was perpendicular to how he was supposed to be. Phone on the chest. Knocked out. Lights out. And, uh, yeah. Coors Light wouldn't do that to you. Coors Light is the beer that's made to chill. Honestly, like, I'm not even reading off of a script here. I, we just really fucking love Coors Light here. So hopefully they don't kick us out the sponsor because I'm not reading the mandatory shit here, to be honest. But I am going to tell you that Coors Light is definitely the beer when we choose to unwind because we don't want to have another episode like last night. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Now you can deliver alcohol to people, which... That just opens up a whole new world of possibilities. And as always, celebrate responsibly, Under unlike this guy over here. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA Championship and Stanley, Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors just like yourself. If you see a ticket you like but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. It's making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out of teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, and you don't even have to win. You just have to improve. It's basically like a stock market, but for sports betting, if that makes sense. You, you, you follow what I'm saying, Matt? Yeah, yeah, all good. Stock market for, for sports betting. You got guys that are buying teams that are when they're down. For example, right, if you had you had Belgium, you could have taken them when they were uh, when they were down a goal to Denmark. You know, you're basically live betting. Yeah. Okay. They didn't have to win. You just have to sell it off in time before the before the end of the result happens. So pretty interesting way to make money there. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And speaking of apps, last but not least, the SGPN app is now live on the App Store or Google Play Store. Do you have that app downloaded yet? Nope. You're never going to get it, are you? 
I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> pretty lazy. <laughs> I am also. I, I'm not lazy. I just genuinely don't know how to download it. But it's apparently it's on the App Store and the Google Play Store, and the app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Plus, the app is the exclusive way to enter all the SGPN contests, including the SGPN $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just download the app and hit the contest tab. For your chance to take home $1,000, don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. And just like that, we're back. That was a special segment I like to call How to Lose Your Sponsors in Five Minutes. Whew, they're not going to be happy with me for that. I'm going to hear I'm gonna hear from Kyle for sure yep. about that one. Sorry, Kyle, but that's just the way. It is. That's what happens when you don't show up to work, right? When you give when you give Mark can't give other people you give Matt you give you can't trust anybody out here, yeah. let alone me. I made that pretty clear. I made that pretty clear from the beginning. But hopping back into it, the team everyone wants to talk about, England, minus one sixty favorites against the Czech Republic at plus six hundred. England, the team, I mean, it's it's easy to look at the last match against Scotland, which was such a historic moment, right? A, a match that hadn't happened in such a long time on a meaningful stage. And to think, like, okay, they kind of choked that one. Like, they definitely should be winning against Scotland. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say England have un- underperformed necessarily. I like them to win in this spot on the money line. What do you think here? I feel like it, I feel like England, they always w- – they never win all their games in the group stage of a major tournament. So, like, I feel like the Scotland one is the points dropped. And I like them against the Czech Republic here, who, quite frankly, I think they, they've overperformed, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, that when they played Scotland even, that – the Czechs were fortunate to walk out of there as a 2-0 win. Um, England's just so much better, um, and I think there's a lot of attacking pieces that need to find the back of the net, and so this is more important than uh, just moving on in second or who you're going to play. Like They need to get a result here, so I have England too. How do we feel about getting Marcus Rashford involved in the starting lineup? He hasn't played. I mean, he's coming off a really good season. Hasn't yeah. played. You might recall I said when we were when we were watching the, uh, the England match against Scotland, I said in around minute 60, I said, Sub out Harry Kane and bring on Marcus Rashford. Everyone looked at me like I just shot their mother in the head. They were all drinking Coors Light drunk. <laughs> no, what was that drink called? Cali Dad. Cali Dads. Cali, no, it was, <laughs> we say like white guys, like California Dads. Yeah, California it's dads. definitely a Hispanic word, like Cali yeah. Dad, something like that. Fantastic beer. Yeah. Not as good as Coors Light, which is made to chill. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Throw that in there for the boys. Correct. Um, no, but... Then, then, then Gareth Southgate in the 80th minute, he did just what I suggested. Yeah. 25 minutes too late, in my opinion. But I don't know. What do we think? I, I, like you said, England they have so much depth. Like Kyle Walker wasn't even in the squad. Sancho's not even gotten a sniff. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. One of the most highly touted prospects yeah. in the world. He's probably going to be a world record signing by Manchester United in the summer. Yep. Or close to a record. Yep. Ben Chilwell just Thanks. absolutely brilliant season. Won a Champions League. No, thank you. Yeah. We don't want you. We'll take Raheem Sterling, who spent the majority of the season on the bench. Yeah, or turning the ball over. Yeah. So. To be fair, he should have won a penalty in that match, but hey, it is what it is. So what's the solution for England, then? How do they kick this off? Uh, I think I think Rashford is the way. You know, I think Kane scores goals, so I don't. I think you can find a way to have both of them on the field at the same time. Uh, Sterling played almost 90 minutes in both matches, so if this could be his day of rest. You just uh, play Rashford out wide, yeah, or would you go play. like a three-five-two, or uh, Rashford maybe like a second striker? Yeah, Rashford just kind of has freedom, freedom to go wherever he wants. Here's a concept, right, Gareth? If you're listening, <laughs> when this comes out, all right. What if you played Harry Kane as the second striker and Rashford ahead of him, so you could get Rashford stretching them? Yeah, Kane's got hold up because Harry Kane spent a large part of this last season as a false nine. Yep, with Hyungmin Son, that worked out. 
for the most part. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we go with that. Maybe we go with that, Gareth. Gareth, come if on, buddy. So I'm going to take England at minus 160. What's the bet you're locking in? Yep, same. Just on the money line. We Just love it. And we keep it moving. To a very interesting team. Even more interesting team than England, in my opinion. Wow, this is this is the peak of the show. My heart's jumping. We've got Slovakia, plus 1,300 against Spain. Minus 450, a match we watched this morning. I mean, Spain, they, they, they simply don't have a clue in the final third. Is that fair to say? Uh, It's been tough to watch. It's been tough to watch, for sure. Alvaro Morata. Has given... You were defending him this morning. I was, I was, and he scored. So I mean, you're one of those guys that's of the opinion that if a striker scores, then he had a good game no matter what. Correct. I guess unless he had more, unless he doesn't have more own goals than goals, he had a good game. Yeah, the nine. Even though he missed, you know, he missed a rebound on the penalty kick, wide open goal, multiple chances from the guy, within the ten guy, minutes. The guy should have scored the penalty kick. I can't argue with that. <laughs> the guy should have scored the penalty kick, but regardless, when the ball rolls back to you, I would say that rebounds. Maybe easier than the penalty kick. The goalie was a non-factor. Would you rather get the ball? We shot? weren't. We weren't there. It was. It was. It was. A, it was a. It was a hard, you know, redirection, and he barely had time to react to it. If someone said they could shoot a ball out of a ball machine and you can <laughs> tap it into an empty net from ten yards, or you can hit a penalty kick against Chesney, what are you picking? Uh, I'm, I'm, you're taking the empty I'm, goal. <laughs> you're to think about I, it. I, I, the, only, the, only, the only criticism I'll give Murata is that he should be taking a PK. Like, natural nines like want to score goals, and he steps up and scores. Yeah, it would have been good for his confidence, exactly. too. Exactly. But also, so, it's like, is this guy even going to score in the first place? Which is unfair, because he has scored. He did score, yeah. like you said. Yeah. But Spain all around, just they just can't get it done. But, it's like they get into the— they get You're into not the, telling me that you're not taking them. I am going to take them, but like yeah. minus 450 on this line is like almost worth not even betting at all with Spain at this point. Yeah. The thing that's good for them is that if they get a win here, they will go through. Correct. With five points because this, this group's very close. It's Sweden's leading it with four points, Slovakia with three, then Spain two, Poland with one. I don't know. For me, it's just like Spain's link up play is just not the same as it was. Obviously, we can't compare them to the Spain of old because those are the best no. national teams we've ever seen. Yep. But you got to have some semblance of that. Like you're not going to tell me that Danny Olmo is the solution. No, he isn't. And Alvaro Morata certainly isn't. No. And they're just not getting it's – it's like they almost don't know, like, are we trying to penetrate out wide, get to the byline, and put the crosses in the box, or are we trying to go up the middle? It's like it's like their buildup is fine. It honestly looks like the Spain of old. They're passing the ball around, nice patient buildup. Then they get within, like, 30 yards of the opponent's goal, and it all crumbles. All true. All true. But I still think it's – they win that game. Yeah. That being said, we are going to take them to win the game. That's fair. It's just, I don't know. I, I would honestly be a little bit wary of it. There's always that one big team that yeah. chokes. Right now, you could say it's Spain with two draws against uh, much weaker opponents than them. But speaking of draws against Spain, we've got Sweden, who won their match against Slovakia in a narrow 1-0 scoreline after taking on Spain and getting an impressive 0-0 draw. They're taking on Poland. Uh, their Sweden is plus 185. An underdog, even though they're sitting at the top of the group and have been playing well. Poland's plus 160 here. Uh, I actually like a draw here, so I'm going to shout out that the draw line here is plus 230. Uh, mainly just because, I don't know, I, I don't really see a lot of attacking threat from Poland. Obviously, they have Robert Lewandowski, but the service to him is just very scarce. It's off and on. It's off and on. It, it's, to say it's off and on sounds like it's like 50-50 split. I feel like it's... Scored off a header today. Yeah, it was like a one-chance, one-goal thing. Yeah. But 
And so you're thinking zero zero draw? Yeah, I, wow. I could, or a one one. Yeah, I really I, do. I, I I've been one impressed one. with Sweden's defense. Yeah, I picked one one. Okay, That's so we're both gonna take a draw here. Yeah. I really want to hit a draw, and this is the last chance to do it. Really, there's no obviously no ties left in the yeah. in the tournament after today. So we're gonna take a draw here. Wow, I was expecting a debate there, but it looks like we're in, in agreement there. Yeah, Sweden's yeah. been good. Sweden has been good. Poland's been up and down. It's a just one, a yeah. one-one draw is plus four fifty. They're very similar Sorry, teams. I, just, I put twenty bucks. Oh, draw. on the one-one itself. Four fifty. It's not getting two-two. No, this is not a four-goal game. No, <laughs> there's no chance. Uh, I, yeah, and I do like I like Alexander Isak. I mean, watch this guy. Really good player. I see why he's rated so highly. The guy I took as a potential breakout candidate for the tournament. I mean, it would be nice if he had a team that could score goals. Yeah. That'd probably help him out. It does help. Maybe he's due. But speaking of a team that can score goals, Germany, they put four past Portugal today. They're taking on Hungary. Germany's a minus 500 favorite against Hungary, who's a plus 1,300 underdog. This one's interesting, right? Because normally I'd be propping Germany with a goal total here. But I was like, kind of impressed with Hungary. Even when they played Portugal, for the better part of that game, 84 minutes they went 0-0. Correct. Looking good. And then obviously they got the tie against France today. So Germany had obviously a prolific day today, scoring four goals. But against France, they looked like they looked lately. I mean, they could have played for three hours. They were they weren't going to score on that day. So for me, it's almost like I don't want to take you know like a plus two and a half, or even like a plus one and a half goal total. I could easily see this being a Germany one zero win. I think Germany's going to win the game at minus five hundred, but there's no goal total that I like. Yep, yeah, Germany's a uh, a tough bet always because I just never know. Like they can go and score four goals versus Portugal, and then literally score zero versus Hungary, and I wouldn't be surprised. So, so what are you going to do? Uh, I just took them to win, but I'm very little money and very little interest in that. I think it's the same logic as the Spain match because it's like you're gonna take them to win, but it's like if you like if you really want like it, normally you look at like a minus five hundred and you're like fuck it, let's put a thousand dollars on that. Definitely don't do that here. No, no. Nope. Just yeah, just say like hey, maybe we maybe we make enough money to buy Chipotle off this one. And finally, rounding out the final match week of the tournament before we enter the knockout round. Probably the game of the tournament I'm going to predict here. Portugal plus 275 underdog. They take on France, a plus 130 favorite. How do you see this match unfolding? I should say, we should point out, obviously this is the group of death here. France in first place with four points. Germany in second with three. And Portugal uh, in third also with three points here. And Hungary's got one point, so let's shout them out. This is anyone's, anyone's group. Correct. Hungary can win all this group. Four, all four, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all four could. Uh, I don't think they could win the group, but. The, I mean, mathematically. Yeah. Or yeah, no, mathematically they can because they tied France. So theoretically, if they win against Germany, they get four points. No, because then. Portugal, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, so what? Someone's going uh, first, other than. Them. Well, Hungary can go through in second. Correct, for sure. I don't think they will. Yeah, I, I, I think see this game. I see this game stuff. going with France winning, um, and we talk about flops. And I think we'll look back, and Portugal will be the flop that doesn't go through. Wow, you don't think they're going to get third out of this group? Nope, they're going to end with three points. That's that, true. That will be it from. Well, you might remember in 2016, Portugal went through in third place. They were in a group. It was I want to say it was Austria, Hungary again, and Iceland, and uh, Portugal were dreadful. They went through in third place in that group as one of the wild card teams, and they won the whole tournament. Well, I would be shocked if they had uh, went through with three points, but it would be good for the tournament if they did. Yeah, so, I, I always want the good teams to go through. Yeah, yeah. 
But I, I just think France is just going to be better than us. Yeah, and I think any time you can take France at plus 130, you just do seems, it. Seems, yeah, seems There's ridiculous. probably not a team in the world I would take to beat France just straight up. Not even Belgium. I picked Belgium to win the tournament. So. I'm saying right now, the, the way things have gone right now, obviously this isn't possible, but if France played Belgium in the next round of the tournament, would you take Belgium? Regard, like Not counting your future pick. Yeah. Interesting. And maybe that's because of my future pick. I'm saying you it's take talking. the future out it's of it. The future my, doesn't. It's talking in my head. But if it's the, telling me. If the future pick because, doesn't exist. But it does. <laughs> who's the better team, Belgium or France, in the tournament so far? Roster-wise? No, no, France just perform- performance-wise. Belgium. They have six points. They're not in the same. Okay, but they, <laughs> look at this group. Look at Belgium's group. Yeah, yeah. I think I could play for one of the nationals. <laughs> I could probably play for Finland. <laughs> yeah, but Belgium just gets, gets better. Players, Belgium just it? gets better throughout this tournament. That's what I said. They're gonna sl- start slow. They're gonna have to figure it out, and they've done it. They've they've won both games, and I think the longer this tournament goes, the better they'll look. I hope you're right. I took I took Lukaku at plus six hundred to be the leading goal scorer in the tournament. He's got two goals so far, yep. so and I I would hope that he would get another four games out of here and they go all the way to the final. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna take. We're both taking France on the money line at plus money. I don't think there's any need to prop this up here. Let's go ahead and look at. Uh, normally, this is when you have like that one chick who says like it's the lock dog parlay. I don't know who that girl is. It's Kyle Founder, on the street. You're maybe it's Gabby. <laughs> Gabby with the Cali dads. Lock dog Cali dad. But here, here, why don't, why don't you you give me your give me a female voice, lock dog parlay. Lock dog parlay. There you go. That's the Woo. new one. Lock dog parlay. <laughs> Lock dog. <laughs> I don't even. We're skipping the locks and the dogs. I didn't give a fuck about that shit. I want to hear the parlays because I feel like the parlays are so interesting in uh, at this stage, right? Because this is where you get the biggest mismatches, and I just feel so tempted to always throw them in there, you know. So it's like, like you're not gonna get a minus five hundred Germany versus Hungary in the knockout round. So this is like the last chance to like load up a maybe like a six game parlay. And yeah. actually have a chance of it hitting. And still, yeah. Do you have one that you're looking at? Uh, you can go six. Um, I would go France with one, Germany two, Spain three, England four, Belgium five. Hmm. And I think to make it just go crazy, I would add in. Austria. I'm a firm believer in Austria. I don't know why, but I, I just think they do it. And really, I think they a plus two eighty in there. Plus two eighty in there. What about a Croatia a, plus one thirty? You can 30. add the Netherlands in there. That gives me seven, and it's plus thirty five hundred. Okay, so r- run that through just so that they can write write this down. France at plus one twenty five. Germany at minus five hundred. Spain at minus four fifty. England at minus one sixty. Belgium at minus two ninety. Netherlands at minus two ninety. And Austria. At plus two eighty, and if you take Austria out, maybe you're scared of that one. It's still plus eight seventy. Okay, I can vibe with that. Yeah, I've got in mind. I got a six gamer here. It's a bit sketchy, huh? I've got uh, where's where's my bet slip at? I've got uh, Croatia in there. They're plus money. I'm thinking all these are money line. Croatia versus Scotland plus one thirty. I'm taking Croatia. I'm taking England to beat the Czech Republic at minus one sixty. Belgium minus two. 90 Netherlands like you did at minus 290. I'm going to throw Switzerland in there in there at minus 150 because Turkey don't have anything to play for. Switzerland have everything like we said. They're minus 150. 
I'm going to throw Italy in there at minus 175, too. And that's a plus 1670 six-game parlay. Okay. I was rocking on my last parlay that we had. Oh. And it just collapsed on the last two games. Like, the two games I actually felt, like, confident in. What did I even put? I had... um. I had Croatia in there Croatia that I felt game. good about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they, they just blew my parlay. And France. Croatia and France blew my parlay. That would have been like a plus 2,800. Yep. Absolutely wild times. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I am gonna got a plus 1670. It's Croatia, England, Belgium, Netherlands, Switzerland, and Italy. This is the point of the show where Kyle wraps things up, and he tells you to uh, follow SGPN on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know the handles. I don't even know the handles, but just Google Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All the social media will show up. Make sure you subscribe to the feed. I have to apologize that the name's been changing, but apparently there's like a health and wellness podcast that had our had our last uh, last show's name, so we had to change it. I'm not sure why it's called the Strikers Podcast, but we're gonna roll with it. Yep, yep, no idea. And it's hilarious that we debuted the new uh, the new name without Kyle without here. Kyle. So maybe we just go out, break off, and make our own thing. I'd say we we started out a little slow, right? Matt's yeah. a man of few words, yeah. but we but by the end, by the middle we were rocking. Yeah, we crushed. And what matters is that you listen and you take the bets here. Because normally this is a casual better show. You know, we're just throwing around like extra money just to spend on yep. alcohol and the Coors Light. <laughs> yeah. Just to see it so we can afford the Coors banquets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Coors uh, seltzers nowadays, right? Um, but Matt's a, Matt's a guy that takes this shit seriously. So don't sleep on his picks. Is there a. You, oh, what was that thing you were telling me about the Twitter for sports betting? Yep. If you're gonna ask me the name, I don't have my phone number right now. Do you? What's your username though? You can actually follow Matt's picks, where he posts uh, all of his picks in there. And basically, what they do, they basically created a Twitter. They should be sponsoring. I can't believe I'm giving them this free advertisement right now. But basically, it's basically like a Twitter format where you have users that post what they're picking. It doesn't show like the dollar amounts, but it'll just say like, "Oh, so and so took England to beat the Czech Republic and all this." Yep. And it ranks based on how likely it was to hit. It ranks the user. So if you're hitting like a bunch of plus monies, you're going to shoot up the board and it's going to allow people to follow your platform and see you can basically see the picks of, you know, who's got who's making Correct. the most money yep. Yep. based on the odds. I just started yesterday, went 7 and 3 on the first day. 7 and 3. They yeah. say 55% is when you win, and yeah. 7 and 3 is more than 55%. Correct. And uh, it's 70%. Islanders are winning today. That's a great start. <laughs> so that would be a one for What's one. What's that, NHL? Yeah, it's NHL. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I think my name is Deemer the Dreamer on there. Deemer the Dreamer. Yeah. D-E-E-M-E-R the Dreamer. Yep. Deemer the Creamer. Yep. I have to change it. So follow him up there. All right, and then follow all the SGP and socials. I have been Mark Glass hosting the show for the first time. It's been a bit of a bloodbath, but I kind of enjoyed it. I have a newfound respect for what Kyle does. This has been the very first inaugural episode of the Strikers Podcast. We will tune in next week.